Hey y'all, it's Jen, your host of the Success Beyond the Lens podcast and CEO of Success Beyond the Lens, a business management and marketing company for photographers. On this podcast, I'm gonna be giving you the actual tips and advice I use every day to run my clients' businesses. I'm also gonna be interviewing some awesome professional photographers, marketing experts, Facebook ad gurus, and so many more to ensure you are running a well-rounded business. So grab your coffee or your wine or maybe a glass of water and let's dive in. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining on another episode of the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. I'm Jen, your host, and today I have Nicole Anderson with me, and I am super excited to get an opportunity to introduce you guys to her, who she is, what we're all about, and what our topic is for today. So hello, Nicole. Thanks so much for coming on. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time coming. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's my bad. <laughs> It was so funny. We got on what, like, we got on Zoom to record. Oh my God. Yeah. We did. Right. Yep. 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 And And we were both like, we're not into this. We're not. This isn't happening. Uh, You know what? That's so important, though, because I feel like a lot of people force it and then Mm -hmm. it's not as good as it can be. Like, you have to be in the mood to create your content. You do. 100%. Absolutely. Especially when, like, for if anyone's listened to this podcast, you know, like, I'm, really casual. I'm easygoing. All of my questions are off the cuff. So it takes a minute for me to like get that banter back and forth. And if I'm not feeling it, then yeah, it's all downhill from there. <laughs> sure. I mean, I feel like we started this in July. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think so. But uh, you know. we're here now. Thank you for having me still. Thank you for putting up with it and rescheduling. Oh, uh, this year is all about grace. Mm. All about grace. So no. true. So and we're true. recording this just so y'all know, because I know you are listening to this in 2021, and I'm so grateful to have you here. We're recording this in December of 2020. We are just mm-hmm. a few days from the new year. and We're just talking about how excited we are for the new year. So hopefully when you guys are hearing this, things are even better. <laughs> yes, they will be. Keep yeah. it positive. <laughs> Keep it positive. I love it. So... Today, we are going to be chatting about the importance of niching down in your business and how doing that allows us to create better and higher quality content for our business. So, Nicole, I am going to pass the baton off to you and let you run with it. It's my favorite topic to talk about. I'm kind of obsessed about it just a little bit. This is something that I learned the hard way, okay? Like the really hard way. (laughs) It took me years. I am a photographer, obviously, but I just recently kind of niched down into brand photography because it's my favorite. Oh my God, it's my favorite. I love it. I know a lot of brand photographers that will kind of just not really treat it as a brand photography thing. Like they don't go as deep as they should go into it. And one of the things that I teach, because I just started mentoring and and teaching other photographers, is that if you don't know who you're talking to, you can't create effective content for that person. And when you think of it in terms of, okay, I'm creating content for social media, I'm creating content for all of these platforms that I'm on. And if you don't know who you're creating that content for, it's going to miss that person. Absolutely. It's a hundred percent 
it's like the first step that I go through with people is like, who are you talking to? And what is your niche slash niche, however you pronounce it? Yeah. And a lot of people skip that part. And I did. I skipped it. I, I mean, when I started photography, I shot everything. If you wanted me to shoot it, I would shoot it. And I got to the point where I was like, okay, I don't like doing that. I don't like doing that. I don't do like doing that. And I think photographers, especially, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves in the beginning, especially. We need to, oh, I need to try it or I need to offer everything so I can reach more people when in actuality, it's the opposite. If you mm-hmm. really hone in on that one thing, you can become an expert at it. You can speak directly to those people. And it's so important. It's so, so important. The crazy thing is that's how you and I met is is you did some brand photos for me Mm -hmm. at a retreat that we were at two years ago, a little over two years years ago already. So crazy. And I mean, you were fantastic. I loved hanging out with you. I loved having, you know, you do my photos. So I love that, you know, two two years later, now you're like, this is it. This is my thing. I love it. And, and your work speaks for itself. I've always really enjoyed your work. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, that's one thing that I really focus on is when I'm creating photos for another brand. And this is, I think this is where the difference is between somebody that specializes in it and somebody that just added it to, Hey, I do families and weddings and kids. And also I'll take your brand photos, but they don't really get as deep Mm -hmm. as somebody that actually specializes in it. So that was one of the main things when I did hone in on this and niche down, niche down to brand photography is what I'm going to do. I then realized, okay, all of these things that I have to do, all of these things I have to know to be able to create content for these other brands that I'm working with is I need to know who they're talking to. And that's a step that, like I said, a lot of people skip because they think they need to talk to a bunch of people. Yeah. And it's not true. <laughs> it's not. And it's lying. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it, it's something that you've already said. When you, when you try to speak to everyone, you are literally speaking to no, no one. Because no, no one's one. going to connect with it. No one is going no. to connect with a general statement of mm-hmm. photography. They're going to connect with the person who speaks to their pain points, to the speaks to their personality, to, you know, that speaks to the vision that they want to bring into their business. And if you're not speaking to those specific things, you're just going to look like another one in the masses. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's an emotional thing too. This is what I tell my clients is you need to reach into the person that you want to sell to's brain and solve their problems. So if you don't know who you're talking to, how are you going to solve their problem? You can't have a business where you're trying to work with everybody. Because like you said, you're working with nobody. You're not resonating. You're not connecting with anybody specific. So how do you create content for somebody that you don't? (laughs) It's like every post is going to be towards a different person. It just doesn't work. It's confusing and it doesn't help your brand recognition. Yeah. I use kind of like this analogy that you're creating a post and you talk about, oh, I, I'm so tired. My kid was such an annoying ass today. <laughs> you know, like, for example, you know, you say that, you say that and you put put that in a post, but your ideal client 
the person that you work with most of the time doesn't have kids. They're not going to, they're not going to see that and be like, Oh, I totally get it. Mine wasn't annoying to, you know, it's, it doesn't work that way. You have to think of it like you need to speak directly to that person. Right. And over and over and over again, because that's the thing, like if you're offering wedding and newborn and branding and lifestyle, even if you like, let's say you have six different types of photography Mm -hmm. and those are your six different types of photography. So every six posts on Instagram, will say like the grid, like your six grid and you keep it the same family on one wedding on another newborn on another, like you're still not going to get who you need to get to because they're not going to see your content consistently enough to actually make an impact. That's what this consistent content that actually speaks to your ideal client comes into place because regardless of how many times they're saying that that your content, because of the way the algorithm works, Mm -hmm. it's going to have a higher impact because they're seeing the same consistent messaging over and over again. Yep. That is a hundred percent true. It's the consistency is the key to it is a lot of people get up there and they're like one post a month. Yay. (laughs) I mean, hashtags just came back on Instagram. I don't know. Are they finally back? Like just in the last, I know. (laughs) So it's like, it's sad because it's like, I want to just shake everybody. And it's like, don't do it. Right. It just makes it so much harder. I mean, even two years ago when I was doing branding and boudoir, like I was doing mostly boudoir photography. Yep. And even then I was like, oh, I got to split these up. Now I have two different Instagrams. Now I have to be two different kinds. And it was just, it's too much. It's too much for you. Right. And it burns you out. It leads to burnout so quickly. Then you, you don't have passion for it anymore. Right. So that's what I really try to get into when I'm, when I have a client, when I'm photographing them, that's my first question is who is your ideal client? Who are you talking to? Because the photos have to show that the photos have to connect with that person. If your audience are moms, then we need to add things like, oh, here's you with a glass of wine. Your caption can be at, at the end of the day after my kids, you know, that kind of thing. Each person is going to resonate with something differently. So you have to know who that is first. (laughs) First step, step one. Yeah, absolutely. So talk to me about you have your ideal client, your niche down. Now, how do you create content that's going to capture their attention so that they actually turn from an audience member to a lead in your inbox? So that's a question that the answer is different for basically everybody that you have an ideal client. But knowing that is what helps you to figure out, okay, this is the kind of photo that I'm going to put because, okay, first of all, don't ever post a post anywhere without a photo. That's my warning. I'm never going to tell you again. Don't do it. Just don't do it. (laughs) Always have a photo. But the photo, if you think about it, The photo is what captures the person's attention first. If you put a bad photo up and it doesn't get people to stop and stop their scroll, I call it. If they don't stop their scroll, they're not going to read what you wrote and then you just wasted your time. Right. And if you just really get down to the, to the bottom of it, it's your photo. And I'm, I'm biased. I know I'm biased because I'm a photographer, but your photo has to be good. If you want to get information across to your ideal client. So knowing who that person is, again, like I said before, 
if it's a mom, you have a picture with your kid. Moms love baby pictures, you know, all these things. It's almost like psychology. Like you get into the brain of that person that you're targeting and you figure out what is this person going to stop for because I want them to read what I have to say. Yeah, I think there's so, I can't remember if it's something that we've talked on the podcast about or not, but one of the things that a good brand photographer does is to allow the images that you're taking to express the story behind the brand so that when someone experiences that brand through those images, they should know or at least have a really solid idea on what that person does. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when we're talking about making sure you have a good photo, that's the definition of a good photo is it should give a glimpse to someone who is stopping and looking at it, what you do, who you are, and get the rest of the information in the caption. Yep. It has to, the photo has to make you feel something. You won't stop unless you feel something when you go past it. Right. And I feel like nowadays, obviously everybody's just, this is what we do all day. Swipe, 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 mm-hmm. swipe, you know, and it has to be impactful. You have to make an impact. You have to make them feel something and you can't make your ideal client feel anything unless you know who they are and know what their pain points are, know what solution they need that they're looking for right now that you're going to provide for them. And it may seem like it has nothing to do with photography, but it has everything to do with photography. If you find yourself a good brand photographer, which you should, you should invest in one. If you find a good one, it's not going to be like taking your headshots. You want somebody that's going to dive into your brand with you and know, okay, if your brand is fun and colorful, we're going to go out there with balloons or we're going to do jumping photos or we're going to do things that you're smiling in. And, you know, all of these things, these are just little things that you don't think of. But at the same time, it's like you don't want a photo of you with your arms crossed. You know, if your brand is, oh, I am super bubbly and fun and we laugh all the time, that's the wrong, you know, that's the wrong yeah, message and body language. It's just, you have to dive deeper than just a headshot. Yeah, for sure. Well, and and it has to be, it, it goes back to consistency because mm-hmm. if you have, let's say those headshots and your arms are crossed and you may look like a professional badass, mm-hmm. but you get on the phone with somebody and you're like, hey, how yep. are you? Absolutely. You know, is your are your kids great? What do you want to do in your business? And you're like, this total opposite Absolutely. of this image that they have of you, it's going to cause a moment of like, oh gosh, I was not expecting this. <laughs> brand confusion. If you yeah. aren't, if you aren't consistent with who you are online when you meet people, and luckily I've made it, <laughs> I've I've worked really, really hard on that part of my brand, like that people meet me and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's basically you're basically the same person online. You curse a lot. You're, you're you know. <laughs> You're an ambivert. Like I'm really excited to be around people until I'm not. And then I want to go hide away in a corner. Yeah. And that's so important because that's just total brand confusion. And you do not achieve brand recognition while confusing people. It just doesn't. 
it doesn't work that way. <laughs> I mean, really, your messaging isn't considered consistent with your photography or vice versa. Yep. You're repelling people before they even make it to your homepage. Oh, 100%. I work with a graphic designer now, a graphic and web designer, and she's hiring me on for the new year to actually go through her new website clients and help them pick their photos because she's like, I can't tell you how many times they come at me and they're like, these are the photos I want. And it's like, you know, those stock photos that are like, oh, you know, like the, the, the hand on the getting really angry with the fist in the air and all those things. And she's like, it just, it doesn't go with their brand. So it's going to confuse people. And especially on your website, you don't want them to click off. You want them, you want them to get to the page where they're contacting you. So if you confuse them, you lose them. For sure. That's my, I'm going to put that on a shirt. That's my new quote. You confuse them, you lose them. (laughs) I like it. We do need that on a shirt. Awesome. Okay. So talk to me about, I mean, I know, like you said, Lord knows I didn't niche down initially. You did. We all do, um, we all do it. We all do it. Right. So talk to me about what like a good process for that is. So what I did personally was I literally was thrown into it. I, I was doing, I was shooting kids and <laughs> I was shooting kids. I, that never gets old. I should, I should find a different word for that. I was shooting kids and families. Every photographer <laughs> needs a different word. I see it all the time. Like I'll take, you know, I'll get an inquiry for a client. I'm like, yeah, we'd love to shoot you. I'm like, mm. the shoot you out in the park. Yeah. Uh, we, so I was shooting kids and families and then my husband lost his job unexpectedly. So I basically went into survival mode and I just took every single shoot that I could possibly get, no matter what it was for. Like at one time I shot, I said yes to a guy that he was 50 and he was in the best shape of his life. So he wanted to do a nude shoot at a nude beach. And I was like, yeah, sure. Fine. <laughs> Why not? All right. <laughs> yes. That was interesting. But Again, I was at the point where I was like, I need to keep a roof over our heads. I need to do it. I need to just do anything that I can do to get money. But by doing that, I then was able to weed out what I didn't like to do. If I didn't love it and I didn't have joy when I was doing it, if I didn't feel like just super, super pumped to go to the shoot, then I cut it out. So I slowly started to weed out things that I didn't like to do. And I I literally remember the moment that I decided that family photography wasn't for me anymore. And I was, I kicked ass at it. Like I, I would book like 50 shoots, family shoots during the holidays, 50 of them. And I think what I did is I burned myself out because I got to the point where I, I was driving to one of my shoots and I literally remember it like it was yesterday. And it was like five years ago, but I was driving to the shoot and I'm on the road and I'm just like zoned out. You know, when you're driving and you just aren't even focusing on the fact that you're driving because you're just so in auto mode, like, you know, where you're going, don't want whatever. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to do this. Like I, this is not what I'm supposed to do. This is not what I'm here to do. Like, this is not what I'm here on this earth to do. And my grandma, she's the reason that I, am a photographer. When she passed away, I remembered telling myself like, I need to follow whatever my gut and my brain and my heart tell me to do. And if I'm not feeling passionate about it, it's not for me. And I'm pretty good about 
I mean, like to the outside world, I probably look like I'm just switching from left to right to left to right. But it's just the process of elimination. And it's hard to do because you you will lose clients. You yeah. will absolutely lose clients. You'll lose yourself for a little bit. And you're going to think probably one or two times, uh, why did I do this? This is dumb. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I'm here after 10 years of trying every kind of, like literally every kind of photography. I'm not even joking. And I'm here because I figured out what I did love and I eliminated everything else that I didn't. Just because you're good at it doesn't mean you should be doing it. Yeah. And boudoir, if anybody's ever seen my, my boudoir work, I was, I mean, I'm not an egotistical person, but I was pretty damn good at it and I loved it. And then one day I was just like, this isn't what I'm supposed to do either. And that's been consistent over 10 years is branding. And I've always done branding. So I just decided to hone into that. So my suggestion that is that if you feel lost and you feel like, what am I going to do? What do I love? Just really try things, figure it out and trust your gut because your gut knows better than anything else. <laughs> and just know that even, even if you're scared of it and even if you're scared of what's going to happen, when you change your mind and when you niche down somewhere else, it's going to work out. I promise. I'm proof. I'm sitting right here as proof. <laughs> it's hard. We all do it. Like you said, you did it too. I mean, you you yeah. just recently switched to photographers and you love it. Yeah. It was the same thing for me. Like when I first started as a virtual assistant, like I worked with anybody and everybody. And if yeah. you wanted to pay me money to do something, I would figure it out and yep. do it. And like my big, oh my God, this is not me moment was uh, transcriptions. She wanted me mm. to like transcribe all of these videos. And I'm seriously, seriously sitting here like typing, 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 typing. I'm like, can't. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. I cannot do this. And my first client was a photographer, is a photographer. We still work together. It's been three That's years. Awesome. And that was the consistent client in, in my business was mm -hmm. I kept coming back to photographers. I love working with photographers and their businesses. So, so yeah, we'll have niched down to photographers for, we'll have been niched down for two years in That's awesome. June, May or June, I think. So, yeah. Uh, it helps you become an expert at it. For you know, sure. it's just using you as an example. You can now use photographers as your message, like every messaging, every piece of content you put out there, yeah. it's geared towards photographers. Absolutely. And how simple is that? Right? You know how they work. You know what their problems are. You know what their, their pain points are, what keeps them up at night. And you give them a solution to that. So that there is, honestly, there is no con in niching down no. at all. There's none. I can't think of one. <laughs> if you're listening to this and you're sitting here, well, the con is that I'm losing out on the money that I could be making off of these other clients. Here's mm -hmm. the thing you have to understand. When you niche down, first of all, you're going to position yourself as an expert. Yep. And as you continue to grow that expertise and get better in that particular niche, you're going to be able to increase your pricing. So what it's going to happen, you're going to hone in on your niche. Then you're going to hone your skills. You're mm -hmm. going to increase your pricing and then you're going to work less and then you're going to increase your pricing again and you're going to work less and you're going to be making more money working with less clients than you yep. did 
in the first place. Surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Ta-da. It's honestly, that was, that was the one thing that scared. I remember when I first did my biggest price increase in boudoir, like I went from, I tripled it, man, I tripled it. And I was busier. Yeah. I'm like, what happened? What happened was that I focused on that brand and I focused on the people that I was selling to because I knew what they wanted. I knew what they needed. I knew who they were, where they were. And that just helps you connect with the people. And then they find you and then you're known for something. Like I still have people asking me if I do boudoir. I'm like, no, not anymore. (laughs) Especially not this year, not inside. But it's just, you need to become the expert in what you do. And that's what you're known for. Yeah, for sure. We're talking specifically branding, but it's really, whether you're a virtual assistant listening to this podcast or a photographer listening to this podcast or an online business manager, it doesn't matter. You want to niche down on whatever your field is. Just like Mm -hmm. I started as a virtual assistant and now I work, you know, as a business manager for photographers. That's it. Yep. Period. The end. I used to wonder if you could niche down too far. And I don't, I really don't think, I really don't think you can. Like if you love, like I have a very good friend of mine who she's a wedding photographer. That is what she does. But her specialty is destination weddings. Love it. And she markets that. That's what she does. And she is known for it. And she is phenomenal at it. You have to, you have to get very specific. So specific that it's terrifying. Yeah. I live by the, if I'm uncomfortable, I know I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. And that's always been my thing is that if, if I feel comfortable doing something, then it's probably not, you know, not challenging me enough. I'm very like, I get bored if it's something that is not right for me. So I know immediately, okay, I need to shift this a little bit, but it is. It's scary. And I totally get not wanting to do it. If you're listening and you're saying, oh, I know I need to do it, but I I don't know. I don't want to. I'm scared. Just know that, like Jen said, as soon as you get it like just so tight in there, as soon as you know exactly who it is, it's going to make it so much easier to talk to them, to create content for them, and to just really specialize be a specialized business. You know, it's, I mean, if you look at Whole Foods, who shops at Whole Foods? You got, do you have Whole Foods out there? Uh, We do it up in Louisville. It's like an hour away. Whole Foods is overpriced. (laughs) Like people that really like kind of want to make a statement that there's no offense to you if you, if you shop at home whole foods but there's a different kind of person that shops at whole foods that shops at they trader joe's yeah and they have a specialty these big businesses have a specialty so why wouldn't you this is your conscience telling you just do it <laughs> this is your sign <laughs> if you want to visit my page you can see the the nonsense that goes on on there and you'll see that just be yourself and just follow exactly what you love to do. Yeah. Bottom line. Awesome. So if we were to give someone one actionable tip that they can do today to begin the process or even maybe even figure out who their niche would be, what would your tip be? 
I would say this is what I like to do. I like to make pros and cons lists. So <laughs> I like lists. I love lists. I'm, I'm always, lists I, I'll, I'll always, yeah, I like writing things out physically. Yeah. To visualize it like that. I would suggest writing a list, one list of everything you love to do, one list of everything you think you should be doing and compare those because a lot of the times the stuff on the think we should be doing is stuff we shouldn't be doing because <laughs> we're, yeah. we were either told by someone else that we're, we should do it or we feel guilty about not doing it. Like, Oh, I feel like I should still shoot families because I have a lot of family clients don't want me to work with them. Or if you're a using you as an example, if you're if you're a virtual assistant and you feel like you should still be working with this kind of client, even though you don't really like it, but you're in it, you know, that kind of thing. So just make those lists and just visualize it. And honestly, the biggest takeaway that I can give you is just seriously pick the one thing that you really truly love to do and just rock that. Just yeah. rock it. And I I don't want to scare anybody. If you're not niched down today, we're not saying like yeah. go pick a niche and go never just work do with it anybody now. else ever again <laughs> do it now. tomorrow. <laughs> but Listen to me. <laughs> yeah. There there is absolutely nothing wrong with beginning to niche down. Like I still have clients oh, yeah. that aren't photographers. Now almost two years being niched down. If another, if a client comes to me and they're not a photographer, then I will either subcontract them out to somebody on my team or I will refer them out to somebody. But that is brand new. I just brought on a non-photographer client six or seven months ago. Here's the difference. Yeah. You can still work with the people who are aligned with wanting to work with you. When you mm-hmm. niche down, the benefit is your marketing. And that's what we're talking about. When Absolutely. you are going to be speaking to that one specific client, those those set of pain points, and you're coming with those set of solutions. It's not that other people aren't going to resonate with those same pain points and those same solutions. Yep, It's just allowing you to create higher quality qu- content to attract the people that you are wanting to work with. Yeah. You're not going to get rid of everybody overnight ever, right. ever, ever. Right. Cause there's still going to be some people that just really love you and just right. really want to work with you yeah. no matter what you do. So it's at the end of the day, it's totally true. It's you, it's not an overnight process. You're mm-hmm. not going to immediately just, Oh, sorry, I don't work with you you people anymore, you know, like I don't work with families or kids or, you know, all these things. And it's just, you just have to get over the fear of thinking that you're just going to completely cut everybody else out. It's, it's all about your messaging, all about your marketing. Even though you're talking to that one person, like you said, there's still going to be other people that resonate with the pain points that you're talking about and that just simply love you and want to work with you. Yep. I have a client now who she started as a wedding photographer. Now she's a branding photographer. Mm-hmm. She niched down to branding two years ago, maybe three years ago. This was the first year she didn't take any weddings. Yeah. Like it's a process. It, it's a process. It's mm-hmm. a process. And I mean, and she's still like families and stuff. I mean, she's well known in her community. She's well loved in her community. Her work is phenomenal. So she, we still have people coming to her saying, Hey, Will you capture our family? And mm-hmm. 
in some situations will make the exception. So it's, we're saying this in order to make your life easier. We're not saying that like you never, ever have to work work with anybody else ever again, but niching down, creating that higher quality content is going to save you. First of all, a lot of headache because Mm -hmm. you're going to be repeating those same solutions, those same pain points over the course of your marketing. So if you sit down and you have your pain points written out, mm-hmm. you have your solutions written out, and then you have your services that solve those problems. You're exactly. just repurposing your content over and over and over again. Oh, don't get me started on repurposing. I feel like that's, <laughs> that's to, another podcast. Honestly, like repurposing is the best thing that will ever happen to you. And people that don't do that and people that think that, oh, I need to create a new piece of content for every single platform and I need to do that three times a week, that will kill you. That will kill you. And truthfully, if you know who you're talking to, it will become so much easier. You can repurpose one piece of content over all the platforms you're on and also don't be on every platform. Nicole's telling you not to be on every platform. I don't want you to die. Okay. And it's just, it's so much easier when you don't put that pressure on yourself to have to a step into the brain of every single person that you want to photograph or want to work with. And B, if you don't put that pressure on yourself to create a new piece of content every single day of the week for five different platforms, don't do that. You will burn out and you will not enjoy it anymore and you'll end up leaving it. Yes. And your ideal client isn't on every single podcast. Nope. That's nope. where you need to focus. If Absolutely. If your ideal client is on Instagram, hang out on Instagram. Mm-hmm. If your ideal client is in LinkedIn, hang out on LinkedIn. There's zero reason to have LinkedIn, Twitter, Clubhouse, yes. TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. Like there's zero reason. No, there's zero. They're literally, unless you're trying to do everything for everybody and you shouldn't be. Right. So that's why the first step for me is always, Anytime I have a new student, a new mentoring client, I'd say, who are we talking to? Who are you working with? Because we need to get that down, narrowed down so we can then figure out where they hang out. What age range are they? Are they on Facebook in Facebook groups? Are they on Instagram? Are you going to create Instagram posts? Are you going to? So honestly, they're not everywhere. Don't. Don't kill yourself over this because they are not on every platform. You are wasting your time. Yeah. You are wasting your time. And time is money. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> exactly what I was going to say. Awesome. Okay. So do you have any parting words before we jump into our last three questions of our interview? Ooh, last three questions. No, I think I think I've I think I've threatened everyone enough on this episode. <laughs> niche down or you will die. Yeah, that's just kidding. You you won't, you won't die, but honestly, it will make your life so much easier and your business will explode. I'm telling you right now, because, and I'm not saying that just because, just because I've seen it happen. I don't tell people things unless I've done them myself and I've seen how they work. So truthfully, I am a living poster child over how your business can blow up if you just focus. Awesome. I love it. Okay. So I always like ending our podcast with three questions. I quit calling them quick fire because they're never very quick. (laughs) Um, 
So the first one is what is your favorite business tool? My camera. <laughs> is that a cop out? Okay. Yeah. No, no. You know what? As many photographers <clears throat> as I have interviewed, no one has said their camera. I say my camera because my camera is my content creator. I can endlessly create content for myself. And it's it's my favorite business tool. I know it's a cop out, but it's my favorite. <laughs> also, I like Google Forms and you know all of the free Google business applications. Yeah. I love them. I love them so Disney much. It's fantastic. I Ugh, love it. It's amazing. <laughs> okay. Next is what is your favorite quote? Favorite quote. Oh my God. I have so many favorite quotes. So my favorite quote is people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. And that's Simon Sinek, I think is how his last name is pronounced. So they don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. And I love that quote because there's so many people that do what you do. At the end of the day, there's so many people that do the same thing that you do. There's a thousand photographers within five seconds of you at all times. There's other business managers. There's just everybody everywhere. So it's not unique in that aspect. What's unique, what makes your business unique and what makes your brand unique is you and the why behind it and the personality that you have because you're special. We're all special. Yeah, absolutely. People are going to resonate with the person behind the brand, which is why if you're listening to this and you go invest in branding photography, be in your brand photos. Oh, I God, just yes. had a conversation with a client the other day. And I'm like, I don't really want to be a part of the f- photo shoot because she she does like products. And I'm like, mm-hmm. people no, want to see to. you. People want to yes. connect with you. You have mm-hmm. to be on your own marketing. <laughs> yes. Nowadays too, especially. And the best way to do that is by being yourself mm-hmm. and be yourself in your photos too. Like, yeah. You don't have to be somebody else. Like I have clients. Oh, what should I wear? I'm like, what do you normally wear? Like, what do you mean? Like, what do you wear when you talk to clients or when you work with them or when you, you know, what do you wear normally? I don't want you to dress up in a ball gown if you're a jeans and t-shirt kind of gal. Like, that doesn't make sense. That's not you. So just be you and be you all the time consistently. Love it. All right. So this is like my my favorite question. And I know you're getting ready to move. But if you and I were to go grab a drink and it wasn't COVID. (laughs) <laughs> and you weren't in California. <laughs> Tennessee, Tennessee drink. Yes. Where would we go and what would we have? Oh, uh, you know what? We would go to we would go to one of the since I'm moving to Tennessee and I love Broadway in Nashville, like downtown yeah. Nashville. Oh my god, I love it there. We would go to Kid Rock's bar. Because his is the one that I have the most fun at anytime I go. It's so, it's just, it's like three levels and there's always mute, like live music playing. And I love live music. And we would have the fruitiest, girliest drink that you could possibly find behind the bar. <laughs> Cause I'm not really an alcohol person, but if it doesn't taste like alcohol and it's going to endanger me the next day by being very hurt <laughs> and and hung over, then that's the kind of drink I want. <laughs> I like it. I like it. You and I are very much the same. Also, I just have to admit, as many times as I have been to Nashville, as much as I love Nashville, I've never spent any time on Broadway. It's 
It's good in small doses. They call it Nash Vegas because so, it's pretty much just like a shrunken down of Las Vegas, which I've been to a trillion times, at least in my life. But I just, I love historical buildings. Like I love that it's older yeah. and it's just got a different vibe. This, the whole state has a different vibe. They it's do. just, I can't wait to be there. <laughs> if you're, if you're listening and you're in Nashville, add me and let's be friends. Cause I have no friends. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> I need of to start Adam over. <laughs> where can we all find you? I spend most of my time on Instagram and Facebook. So in my two Instagrams, I have at Nicole Branderson. So just spelt how it is. And that's my photography page. And then my page on Instagram for mentoring and, and photographers is at not brand surgery. And my Facebook group for photographers is www.itsnotbrandsurgery.com. Yes, I nailed that website. <laughs> I nabbed it as soon as I could. But I would love to have you and I would love to connect with more people. Let's be friends. Yes. And she's super fun to hang out with. You're like my only friend when we went to that retreat. <laughs> and we had Same. I know. I, I always connect with the people that don't have other people that they really know well there as well. I, I, that's who I end up hanging out with. Well, you were super fun and I loved hanging out with you and getting to know you. And I'm so glad that you came on today. Thank you for having me. This was such a good conversation. I can't wait to have everyone's feedback on it and we will see you guys next time. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. If you love what you heard today, could you do me a favor? Could you grab a screenshot of the episode and then send it over to your Instagram stories and tag me at Success Beyond the Lens podcast. I love hearing from our audience to see what you guys are loving. And if you really love me, if you could go over to iTunes and subscribe and leave us a review, I would appreciate it so much. Can't wait to talk to you guys next week.